Hey, y'all, I'm back. This is Shamina for episode four of Two Quick Things. I have been sitting here trying to figure out which of the 511 topics I'm going to talk about today or for this episode, and I am between several of them that have really kind of been at the forefront of my mind over the last uh, few weeks, uh, even between when I last recorded. But I think today I'm going to talk a little bit about excuses. So I've been thinking a lot about excuses and why people have them, uh, myself included. So I'm not saying I'm exempt from having excuses or coming up with excuses that are usually um, bullshit, just to be real honest and keep it real. But I realized that there's so many things that let me let me personalize this for myself. I can make up an excuse as, as well as the next person. Although sometimes I feel like I'm too honest with some of the excuses that I that are in my head and I don't say out loud. So then I just don't say the excuse whatsoever. What I have come to realize is that oftentimes when we make excuses for things, we are not willing to take responsibility for the actions or inactions of something in our life. So this can be work. This can be your personal life. So if I take the excuse around the idea of excuses around personal life, I didn't save the money. I didn't get the workout in. I didn't do X, Y, and Z. Oftentimes, this is because we've made choices not to do those things. So it's usually a very active choice not to do something and then to blame it on something else. So here's an example of one that I tried to have with myself last week, and then I caught myself and I said, no, that's an excuse. There's zero reason as to why you cannot do X, Y, and Z. So... I've been trying to get back into working out in the mornings and I be tired. So it's dark when the alarm goes off and I'm tired and I have to have at least two snoozes. I don't have to have, I choose to have two snoozes because the snoozes are eight minutes a piece. That gives me 16 extra minutes to be mad about when I actually have to wake up. So I was telling myself, oh, like you don't need to do it this morning. You're going to work out later after work. Knowing good and well, I'm going to be tired after work, and then I'm going to have an attitude and feel like I have to force myself to do it. But on the, And the flip side of that is I know when I do my cardio workout in the morning, I feel better throughout the day. It just, it is an automatic, I know that I'm going to feel better throughout the day, but I'm for some reason thinking I need to make an excuse. And really, who am I making an excuse to? I'm choosing to let myself down of something that I said that I want to do, I can do, and I know how to do it. So that's one of the ways that we do it, at, in our, that I do it in my personal life. If I think about work, I tend to be a little less inclined to do the excuse piece at work. Part of that is there's a uh, deep down inside of me, there is a, a people pleaser and I don't want to let someone down. I don't want people to think that they can't count on me, which is some effed up people pleasing thing that I haven't even fully delved into or explored, but we make excuses at work. Oh, they didn't email me back. Well, then the flip side is that, is it you follow up or did you just send one message and then expect people to respond to what you did? Did I didn't get it done. I didn't have enough time. Did you not have enough time or did you spend too long playing uh, the candy crush or the cat game that I'm now addicted to? Did you, did you have enough time to do that? And you just didn't make time to do that. Did you spend too much time talking? Did you not know how to say no to the meeting that you really didn't need to be at, but you thought, oh, I, I must be there. But did you really consider how much time 
that meeting was going to take and if your presence was actually required or did you not trust the other folks on your team to be there to get the information? So those are some of the ways that I think about excuses of, well, I have to do this. I must do this instead of doing the things that we know that we need to get done. Another reason that I think about excuses, um, another way, I guess, that I think about excuses is that it, it hinders your success. When we are full of excuses and all the reasons why I can't do something or why it didn't work out, we're not owning up to the fact that we had a say in whether or not that's going to work out. We have a say in the energy and the work that we put into something and whether or not it's going to move forward. I'm not saying saying it's always going to be a successful venture. So I don't want to pretend like that's a thing, but I also want to be really mindful that we have the potential to be part of something great and to create something great within ourselves. And sometimes that fear of our own greatness gives us space to make excuses. So when I say that, I remember when I personalize this, cause I'm talking to myself in this whole thing too. I remember when I was like, I don't know that I'll ever be able to run a half marathon. I had all these excuses as to why I couldn't or why the time was going to be terrible. They were going to come and sweep me at the end of the race because I was going to be so slow. And then I had to really consider my mindset and think, wait a minute. So many people in this world have done half marathons. Why can't I do it? I know what it takes. I can work with my trainer. I have the tools to do it. I can run a 5K, 10K, 12K, 15K. I can do a half marathon, but I was convinced that I was going to be so slow and decrepit that it wasn't going to work. I was hindering my own success by the self-talk that was in my head. Um, then I decided to really commit to it. And I ended up over the last, let's say, year and a half, two years, I did four or five half marathons because I can do it. And then I, I grew more confident when I stopped giving myself the excuse of knowing that I can do this. It's going to take work. I'm going to have to put my energy into it or put my back into it, if you will, to be able to get this done. But I can do this. I need to let go of the excuses so I stop having a reason to be lazy or to not do something that I don't even know why I did the half marathon. It sounded cool. Um, and I run for metal. So that was another piece of it. It's a different kind of metal when you run a half marathon. Um, they're usually a little bit bigger or heavier. But there was no reason why I couldn't do that. So I had to call myself out on my own bullshit and really make a commitment to finishing this thing because I know that I can do it. Another thing about excuses is that we have to really own up to those things that we've made excuses for in our lives, personally, professionally, relationships, etc. We've got to be willing to, uh, like I said the last episode, step back, take stock of the situation own up to the fact of what you haven't done, you haven't said, you haven't finished, develop a plan of how you're going to get those things done. I'm a person who puts lots of things in a calendar. So that those are the ways that I try to keep myself accountable. And does it always work? At every episode I say, nope, it's not always going to work like clockwork, but I know that I'm in control of whether or not it works. And there's really no one else to hold responsible, not necessarily to blame, because I think blame comes with its own connotation um, when you say that word, but I'm the only person responsible for not getting the thing done, not doing the, saying the thing, not finishing the thing. So I know I have to make a plan, 
figure it out. I don't want to do like 85 steps because then I'll be overwhelmed and be like, forget it. I'm not going to do that anyway. Make a plan, begin to execute, celebrate reasonably the times where I can execute part of the plan and then uh, see it through to fruition. It's not always going to be easy. It's going to sometimes feel laborious. It's going to sometimes feel like I'm never going to get this done and maybe I shouldn't have even started but that commitment to self to get things done, there's, there's rarely a greater feeling and a more proud feeling when you, you develop a plan and you work through it and then it's finished. So when we make excuses, it's really a hindrance of our own ability and capacity to show up in our lives personally or professionally. And really it does nothing but make somebody seem like a road of excuses, to be real honest, if I'm looking, myself included. So in, in all of these things, I, I talk about them because I see them in myself and I'm like, I made that excuse up. It sounded real good at the time, but really I was only letting myself down or I was only um, continuing to further this narrative of being part of blocking my own blessings, if you will, blocking my own success, not making a goal and or making a goal and then have an excuse as to why I couldn't get it done and in this point, blaming other people as to why, oh, I couldn't get it done because of this or that, all these external factors, when I'm in control of how I move about my work, my life, etc. So when we think about excuses, think about that. The second quick thing I want to just talk about briefly, because all these should be fairly brief, um, is the idea of confidence. I have come to continually realize that there are some times where I think people may see me or experiencing experience who I am and wonder, how does she get that confidence? How does she engage with these foes? How is she able to make light of some situations, et cetera? My first thing with that is one, I pray. So I pray for confidence when I walk into a room every single time that a conversation will hopefully go well or that there'll be some meaning out of that. So that's one thing. Another thing is I'm so concerned and focused on what I am doing. I don't have any other choice but to be confident. I feel like confidence is a learned and affirmed behavior um, because I think it's a behavior. I don't think you're, we're naturally born with it because there's so many things in the world that will um, give us this idea that we shouldn't be confident and that we should be humble. And humble means that you can't be confident and you can't walk into a room and have your head held high and engage with folks, even if people don't think that you're supposed to be in the room. Um, And when I say I'm confident, that doesn't mean I think I'm better than anyone else or that anybody should think they're better than anyone else. It just means I'm so busy focusing on what I'm supposed to be doing and paying attention to my own growth and development and how I show up in a room by my own choice that I don't have time to hear the naysayers. And folks don't really like that when you walk in and you're confident and you go about things and things don't seem to outwardly sway you one way or the other. I, I get the sense that that may throw people off and they're like, oh, she don't, he or she don't think their shit stinks. And I'm like, well, first of all, everybody's shit stinks. So don't be fooled by that. But there's so many of us that have, myself included, that that have that whole imposter syndrome thing. So I, I know that I have to work hard to have confidence and to walk with confidence and to feel comfortable that I'm doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing when I'm supposed to be doing it. Um, That confidence also has a shadow side because Lord knows I can certainly overthink 
an interaction that I'm preparing for or one that I have had, I uh, may walk into a room and I have already in my head have probably three or four, you know, topics that I can talk about when I walk into a room so that I can try to be relatable with other people. So confidence doesn't come without work and putting in time and being prepared. So my uh, wife always laughs at me when I'm like, okay, I'm going into this conversation. Let me like read some articles so I can talk about current events or like, let me look something up about this person. So I have something to go in. So I feel confident when I walk in and that I can hold the conversation and be a part of the conversation. Um, another piece of that for me individually is I use my sense of humor to kind of get into some conversations and I know that folks read that as a level of confidence and some of it is confidence. Yes, I, I do believe I am humorous. I, I do think that I am funny, so I don't want to downplay that part, but it's, it's so, sort of a shield that I know that I put up to be able to navigate uncomfortable or new spaces where I don't know folks and, try to figure out how do I show up in this space where people are going to like me, be receptive or responsive to who I am. So there's some, there's definitely some work behind the confidence, um, but it's something that I have to learn and I have to work at. And I encourage other folks to learn and to work at that. Obviously it's great to be affirmed by other people, experiences. When you get invited to different rooms, there's a different level of confidence that you walk in with sometimes. Um, but also be willing to acknowledge like with your core group or with your squad or whatever you want to call them, like I'm having a crisis of confidence. I'm not feeling like I'm supposed to be in this room. Can somebody, can we talk through that? Like, where's my, where's my hype? Where's my theme music coming behind me? Where's my hype people that I need to hear that I do a good job. I'm smart. You know, all of those things that, uh, I was going to say Annalise Keating, but I meant, um, Oh girl from the help said you was smart. You was kind. You was important. We need those people to help boost our confidence. And if you don't have those people in your life, find those people and connect with them. Make some friends. They don't have to be at work. Um, I'm going to talk about making friends on a different episode because I think that is kind of hard and a challenge. But find those people around you that can help boost your confidence. Just because somebody's confident in one situation doesn't mean they're confident in all situations. And all the time, even in that same situation, I know there are some meetings that I am a part of or some tables that I get to sit at and I have the opportunity to sit at that I don't feel confident. And so I have to work hard to show up and contribute to the conversation, ask good questions. Um, sometimes you got to fake it. Like, you know what people are talking about. And sometimes you might not, but you got to fake it. You nod your head. There's, there's a few cues, like nonverbals that you can give like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let me take a note of that. And then you give the, like, you put your hand on your chin or like your cheek and you're like, okay. And then you like pretend to write a note that looks confident. Like when you take notes and you, you're like, you're really thinking about something. So that's a, that's a tip for you. Look, sometimes it's a look in the part. Sometimes it's putting your hand on your chin, jotting a few things down, looking to the sky. Like you really thinking, sometimes I'd be like, I'm so confused, but this looks really thoughtful, this, this physical pose. And so I'm going to go with it. So work on that confidence thing. Uh, find people around you who can be supportive. If there's someone that you, you know, that's like walks in with confidence, chances, I'm going to guarantee you a hundred percent that there are situations where that person does not feel confident and they have to work at that too. So I, again, I think that confidence is a learned and affirmed behavior by yourself. Like we must affirm ourselves, but then other people sometimes will affirm that for us. 
when they involve us in conversations. So I don't think confidence is a natural thing. I don't think, I don't know that people are born with confidence. I'm not sure that I believe that. But what I can say is that when you practice it, you become more comfortable. That doesn't mean you're always going to be confident in every situation, but you will become more comfortable being in your own skin, presenting yourself as your real self, not this version of self. Like, yeah, I said the fake it part, um, because sometimes I really do be thinking with my hand on my chin, like, huh, I don't know what we are talking about. So let me write a note down and then Google this later if I'm not already sitting at my laptop. So that's a, just a quick note on confidence. I think that's a, a learned thing. And we, we have to do such a better job with giving confidence to the kids, the children in our life. I think about that so much with all the little, the, the tiny humans that I have in my life. And spread that to your colleagues. Spread that to your friends. Hype people up. Give them an opportunity to shine. Folks love that. And obviously make it come, allow it to come from a real place. But share that stuff with people. It's important for people to hear that, you know, I really like the way that you did that. Or like, I love the confidence that you have when you do X, Y, and Z. Um, I know one of the things that I did the other day when I saw um, a woman on campus who had different hair. And it was real cute hair. And I was like, okay, I see you hair. And I saw her walk away with like a, a little bounce in her step when she walked away. So compliment folks. Give them a space to be confident. You don't have to hold all that stuff to yourself. So share that stuff out. Build confidence in other people. And people will start to then build confidence in you. And they will share those things with you. And it's not all about looks, obviously. But I have a colleague who I'm like, I really, you really show up. And you have a great, like, commanding presentation voice. And he listens to the show. So I know that he's, he hears this. But I don't want to say his name because I'm not going to out anybody. But hype people up like that. We need to hear those things. We need to tell ourselves those things and we need to tell the people around us those things so that we are spreading the confidence around. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Much appreciated. You can find me on SoundCloud, Two Quick Things. I'm on uh, Apple Podcasts as well. So that's a new thing. Holla at, at your girl. Um, then you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Same handles, Two Quick Things. You feel free to slide in my DMs if you want to ask a question. I may add a question segment to the show if people start to ask questions. It doesn't need to be about any particular topic or if there's things that you will want to hear me talk about because I can be random as all get out. Hit me up in that way. All right. Take care, y'all.